Welcome to the podcast, The Dental Breakdown. My name is Christian White. I'm the CEO of White & Associates Practice Consulting, Better Business, Better Dentistry. We are a practice management consulting firm for dentists and other healthcare-related businesses. Our sole purpose is to implement proven strategies through online and in-practice visits that result in personal and professional success for you and your team. We are in the business of making the difference between good and great. This podcast will help you and your team have a larger impact on your patients, create long-term lasting relationships between each other, and help increase the bottom line, which makes everyone happier. You can listen to this podcast when you first wake up in the morning or when you go to bed at night, in the car, on the way to and from work, or during your lunch break. This podcast was meant to last 10 to 15 minutes long and focuses on the daily challenges, frustrations, and concerns you and your team face daily. All right. Today, I would like to introduce probably one of the best men in dentistry today. This man is a legend in the dental community. He is the Michael Jordan of dentistry. He travels all over the world giving clinical demonstrations on how to be a better clinician and how to be a more productive dentist. We were able to get him in studio today. Insane. He is the first dentist to come up with the idea of clinical mentoring for younger dentists. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Dr. Frank Milner. Thanks, Christian. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> You're welcome, Frank. It's great to have you on the show today. So, Frank, let me just get started right here uh, with my first thought today. Uh, Frank, why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your story? Because I know it's got some real significance, I think, for the younger dentist that's out there. Well, first of all, I'll go back to your introduction. It was very flattering. And sometimes I have to pinch myself to hear those words because I know better. It didn't start out like that. It started out in a different place without mentoring, without advisors. I was left to my own, to find my own path. That's the way it was in the 70s. We just graduated. We had a limited amount of clinical materials we could work with. We usually went right into a uh, older dentist practice who was going to retire in a few years. And then we took over the practice and then we just went to state dental meetings and uh, things like that for learning. Now, in the first part of my career, it was very limited. I was just doing a four to five things over and over again with inferior materials with dental assistants that really had no function. It was just the, I was the last link to the old old dentists that were in drugstores, in their homes with belt-driven hand pieces. We didn't wear gloves. I worked with uh, uh, live mercury. We did some other things. Now, that was then, that was my start and In 1992, I graduated in 1976, went to the VA hospital on a a general practice residency program to get extra skill sets in oral surgery, dentures, things like this, some medicine, anesthesia. But when I graduated, still limited skill sets, and I did have an instructor at the VA who was my first mentor. We never called him that. He was my chief, okay, Chief Dave Toomey. And he took me under his wing at the VA and he introduced me to his colleagues 
that were clinical instructors at the University of Minnesota School of Dentistry. Dentistry. They were prosthodontists and he brought me to them and introduced me. They accepted me. Now, they asked me to be a clinical instructor too at the University School of Dentistry. Now, I was shocked because I'm young. I had not, I have accomplished nothing. <laughs> nothing. But they took me under their wing and I watched, I watched professionals, how they, how they socialized, how they educated each other, how they uh, handled their affairs and how they gave back to dentistry. And I was impressed. So my first mentor, he was my chief. We didn't call him back then. <laughs> that was my first introduction and I was impressed. And I got so impressed with education at that point because now I was going behind the scenes of the professionals who were teaching. Okay, and that really changed me on a dime. So I respected them, I used them as role models. They imprinted me from a very early on uh, point in my career. And when I became accredited in the American Academy of Cosmetic Dentistry in 1996, after three grueling, grueling years of taking slide photographer, photography with no skill sets, very raw talent, I always remembered who imprinted me. Now I saw this at a much higher level with world-class educators in the AACD and me being the back of the room. I wanted to go to the front of the room. Mm -hmm. Now, how did I do that? Hard work, introductions. They don't know me. I just was an emerging talent and I needed somebody to guide me once again for the next leg. When that happened, I world-class people once again accepted me, not being credentialed, no name, and they helped me and they guided me. That really galvanized education. Once again, I saw how they acted, I saw how they socialized, I saw how they, they were influencing dentistry by imprinting others with uh, integrity, authenticity, and it wasn't about them, it was about what they could give away. And at the end of the day, these were selfless people. Really imprinted me and I get, that got into my DNA. So as I emerged in dentistry, as somebody who was now becoming credentialed and somebody who was a, becoming an educator, always in the back of my mind were the people who inspired me. Mm -hmm. Now, they weren't called mentors back then either, okay? We didn't call them that. They were teachers, they were instructors. We were said these were lecturers. These were people who gave workshop, but nowhere along the line did they use the word teacher or mentor. This is a new word. And as I transition today to answer your question specifically, mm -hmm. I am not an instructor. I am a teacher. Teachers teach. They, they, they give away something to be learned and retained. Now, I'm taking that a step further now called mentoring. Mentoring is what others did for me, only we're putting a new name on it today. 
That's an interesting piece, Frank. Um, you and I have spent a lot of time talking about the mentoring piece, the clinical piece, uh, the clinical mentoring piece, excuse me, that's missing kind of in, in dentistry today. You know, a lot of the dentists out there didn't have a teacher like you did to bring them along. Um, so you have kind of taken this idea and wanting to take it a step further. So tell us a little bit about that piece. Okay, at 43 years of doing dentistry, what I know now is that I have now witnessed the millennials. I've te I teach in the dental schools around the country and I listen and I watch and I study them. They're studying me, but I'm really studying them. Because before we give the mantle of dentistry away to them, I want to know what they need to know and what they need to protect. Correct. So what is needed is a strong voice of reason. What is needed is somebody to guide them on the early phases of, of the path of their careers to understand what they have, whether they work in corporate dentistry, whether they go into the military, what if they go into public health, they need a voice of reason at all times to match the technology that they have. They've mastered the technology, but they don't have somebody to guide them personally. This is not a webinar that we're talking about. This is one-to-one -one interaction where you listen to somebody and you respond and say, I understand and why that is so important for the rest of the next four years of my life. Mm -hmm. Now, the clinical mentoring piece, you know, we recently had an event um, at Hope Dental in St. Paul. And, you know, this was a, uh, a kind of your first unveiling of this idea. You know, you had, we had a lot of dentists who were there, younger dentists who were there, and you were there actually teaching. And I was there watching you do it. And it was really a lot of fun. I mean, you were putting stuff on the board. And, but you know, the interesting part for me was watching you in the operatory. So, you know, helping the young dentists understand how can I do things better? And you know, tell us a little bit about that. Okay, you have to understand this is multidimensional to be a teacher for, the, for what we really are. And we're not salespeople for corporations for product sales. Right. That doesn't work. So you have to remember sometimes to inspire people, you almost have to get behind a pulpit and preach the word. Okay, and they have to really understand why that happens. The mentoring piece that you saw mm -hmm. was my brainchild years ago. Mm -hmm. I saw this. I saw all this coming and I didn't know how to put it on paper. I didn't know how to make it live with, with websites, with podcasts. And now it is live and is gaining traction. There is yes. a tailwind behind me. Mm -hmm. And I want to be the first one to bring it nationwide, internationally. It's already happening because the success of dentistry for especially young dentists that are inexperienced is they need to listen to me from the baby boomer era, how to talk to people. True. They have the master, the technology and the apps and the digital workflow, mm -hmm. but they have to learn how to talk and find commonality with their patients to get trust and confidence before they perform their skills. Good point. I think, I think you're right on. I think uh, we actually witnessed that that night. The, the uh, younger dentists, or sometimes I call them kids, <laughs> you know, they were actually having fun. I mean, we had 
unit operatory, but seven or eight, you know, younger dentists in there, and they were in, they were all about two inches from your face. <laughs> but this is how we do this, and this is how we, and they were all, afterwards, it was so much fun because they actually learned something, and they were excited to come back. And we're actually going to have another clinical mentoring event on November 1st, and we're starting to gear up, gear up for that. And uh, the excitement around that event is really interesting to watch. So that's, a, that's going to be exciting, I think. We're going to take that to another level. We are. We already did the prototype, and what I've learned is what I'm going to even add on to it and grow it into a different dimension. I can tell you this, Christian. Dentists are dentists. I did the same thing two years ago in Hanoi, Vietnam. You did. And I saw the passion to learn. You have to have the passion to learn. It's not easy. It's not a straight line. No. It's going to go up and down. It's sawtooth. Mm -hmm. You have to fail. Mm -hmm. You have to learn how to fail. And when you learn how to fail and get back up and get back on the track with knowledge, logic, the correct mindset, that's the beautiful thing about teaching. It is. Um, I think that, you know, and you touched on something that's interesting, you know, the word fail. Um, you know, it's kind of it inspires fear, I think, in a lot of, you know, not just younger dentists, but just you know, more mature dentists. I will use that word, <laughs> you know, and being able to overcome that is a huge deal. And, you know, and you were preaching that, you know, fall down, get up, fall down, get up. It's OK. It's OK. And the dentists, you know, they're starting to say, OK, I can do this. All right. And you know, with, with your teaching, with what you're uh, bringing to the table, it's very interesting to watch that. I can tell you this, having been a dentist for the first 25 years of my career, I was victimized by perfectionism. I was yeah. taught mm -hmm. and indoctrinated that everything you did have to be perfect to get a good grade from your bench instructor. Mm -hmm. Everybody bought into it now we took it with us out into the practice right. and it was our worst enemy because it isolated us and we were haunted by that specter to be perfectionists. It doesn't work. No. Salvador Dali said, have no fear of perfection. You'll never achieve it. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's a learning tool, not reckless, not in a cavalier sense but it's part of the process to learn and go back. I teach in the military, the commanding officers and the, the tactical officers, combat officers, always go back to what they were trained, the algorithms, one, two, three, four. If you fail, where did you fail? Did you fail on step five? Go back to step four, redo it. You have to have a blueprint to go along to be predictable sequential and logical that's mentoring because if you have a misstep where did you misstep okay that's fine let's go back one to two steps and let's go back and redo it again good point frank well it looks like our time is winding down you know dr milner thank you for spending some time with us today you shared some unbelievable information with it's going to have a direct impact on our listeners thank you very much for being here today you know, uh, if you find any value, or if you find value in our discussion today and you'd like to learn more, uh, please go to whitedentalconsulting.com slash breakdown, or please call us at 952-432-3322. Thank you for listening today. My pleasure, Chris. Thank you, Frank.